Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Mark. I am, again, so honored and happy that you have chosen to join me on this episode of my podcast so this week, I normally the way the the episodes work, um, even though it's not very consistent, I guess, is uh, I start off by talking about something terrible that happens in the news, and we kind of walk our way through that. This week's going to be a little different. I actually want to stay on maybe the positive side of what we do in the safety world. So and talk about a little bit of what I've learned this week. I had a really good opportunity to attend a training handled by a fantastic consultant that also has a background in behavioral psychology uh, and a lot of work in lean and Six Sigma and empathy. His name is Dr. John Gattini. He is on my LinkedIn page. You'll see if you happen to be with me on LinkedIn, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Join me on LinkedIn. Come find me. You can start off at the markafrench.com webpage or the TSDA Consulting dot com webpage. Uh, from there, you can find my social media links. You can go there, connect with me. I love doing that. And you'll see a posting this week where I was in a lean training, lean and six Sigma training, kind of an introduction. Now I'm not the first time to be introduced to lean tools, but it's one of those items. If you don't use them very frequently, you forget about them. You forget about some of the value they really add to any organization. When you look at how do we streamline our process how do we reduce waste to make our jobs easier when we work through that process? So on my LinkedIn page, I shared a picture of us going through the training with his link there. I cannot say enough good things about what came out of that training, but it's also about you put into what you, you get out. And if your team is eager and, and willing and understanding you're going to get a lot out of a training like that. And we certainly did this past week as I was there for a kind of a day and a half intensive overview and creation of those ideas. And that's what I want to talk about this week is the lean mentality when it comes to your people, your health and safety, your HR practices. And surprisingly, I have seen this so many times where they don't, the people side of things don't believe that lean should be or is not value added to them. And I am a unbeliever of that. I believe that there is a huge value in thinking about process flow, the way we interact, 
how we humanize those things that we do when it comes to working with people. And even in the very beginning, and he showed some fantastic videos uh, from different people who studied Lean and Six Sigma and the history of it, that when it all began, and some of the pillars still talk about this, is that you have the pillars of Lean and Six Sigma. And part of it, one of the keystone items that comes when whenever you're addressing Lean or Six Sigma, and if you miss this, you're missing the point because it was one of the original items when you think of that system of lean in its respect for people, that the process is there to enable, empower, and respect our people. Too many times I have seen these tools used and misrepresented to eliminate people or to make it harder on people or to reduce the time that they have to do a task and not efficiently, it's just work harder, make it happen without enabling and without reducing, especially with multiple like musculoskeletal disorders, trying to reduce those, trying to help people through enabling a six segment. I have even, unfortunately, I have seen it where it was represented as we're going to make it more efficient to save people. If we're more efficient, if we're, if you get on board and help us with these ideas, if you help us uh, enable and empower and create a lean environment, it's going to help save your jobs in the long term, only for it to turn around and they used it as an opportunity to lay off or, or do worse. That's not what it's for. And it gets a bad, just like certain things in safety and HR get a very uh, bad reputation from what we do and have to do sometimes. So is Lean and Six Sigma. It can get that bad reputation of that's just, uh, you're going to do something and all it's going to do is get rid of people. It's going to hurt people rather than help them. And it can't be that way. And nor should it ever be done under false pretenses of that. And I was glad to come together with a group of people who understood that and me in, in a position where I could assure that we were not going to be using it for that, that we're really looking for opportunity to accelerate our business growth further. But what I saw from it, and this is where I really want to stay with throughout this episode, is I want to focus on it from the people side of it because I actually, again, one of the first times that I have been able to organize a training, usually I'm just pulled into it, is I was able to bring my IT team, HR team, safety team to be in the same training as me and to see these lean tools and for us to start talking that same language. Now, that's I'm going to talk about that in the second half, how important speaking the same language is, being able to talk and communicate effectively when it comes to Lean Six Sigma and improvement, just making general improvements to everything we do. And I first want to, the last couple of minutes here before we jump into our break, talk about the idea that there is opportunity for improvement. And when it comes to Lean and Six Sigma, the first step you have to take is you identify the customer. What is what is quality? And it's really you're providing a good or service that meets or exceeds that expectation, whether it's a known or expected expectation of the goods or service that you produce to your people. Are you giving them what they expect? 
And are you sometimes even exceeding what they expect from what you're giving them? You start with your customer. It begins with a customer focus, and then it works backwards to see where we make those improvements, which is what I love because in safety, we have multiple customers. We have customers who are the government. They want to see that we're providing a safe workplace for our people. The organization expects us to create safety. They expect us to reduce risk, to reduce cost associated with risk. And most importantly, our people, our team members have an expectation that we are going to help them create and listen to them and create a safe environment. In HR, it's the same thing. There is an expectation of service level, of helping people, not just being I headhunters, I guess, or whatever else you want to call it, but to actually be providing a level of effective and efficient service to people. And as I'm jumping into the IT world, there's certainly IT security is an expectation of the organization, but also that the process, the items are of good quality. They perform easily. People can use them and people want to use them because they're so easy to use and so openly friendly toward people who may not have access to like all the different been a technology wizard for a long time. I love technology. I love what it does. So I'm, I'm kind of a geek that way. So I love that stuff, but some people don't. And how do we make it accessible? How do we make it easier? This is all a lean mentality. We are creating a process that our people are happy to use. They love the quality of it. They love the quality of our service and how we're there to help. So let's talk about that service level and how we can improve that service level, but also talk about the fundamental idea of communication and how we communicate every day with our team. And if we're talking the same language, we're able to really develop that rapport. We're able to get things going. So as you can tell, I'm getting fired up for the second half. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more Leading and Learning Through Safety Podcast. TSDA Consulting. Learn you, lead others. Traditional development focuses too much on weaknesses. They make you believe that the only way to find success is through improving your faults. Strengths-based coaching instead focuses on creating success through using your natural talents. Dr. Mark French at TSDA Consulting is an authorized Clifton Strengths Coach. Your customized report and a personalized approach help bring out the best in you and your team. For more information, visit us on the web at tsdaconsulting.com. And welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. I am your host, Mark. Glad you're with me. So let's first start about talk about communication. The most easy way that we lose track of items in our organization is when we're miscommunicating. It's funny how many times I've tried to find myself as kind of that person-to-person interpreter. I'm not really talking a different language, but I'm understanding what one person is saying. I've gained the understanding of what the other person is saying, and I'm trying to bridge the communication gap. It's one of those items I've found myself that I'm probably not the best at it, but I'm, I'm decent. I can kind of I can kind of sometimes help crystallize what each are saying and get them on the same page. It's amazing how often that we're saying the same two people or two groups of people are saying the exact same thing in an organization and they're arguing because they don't have a clue what the other one is saying or they don't understand it. And really they mean the exact that we're doing what we're doing and we're doing it the right way. 
I love the fact that Lean and Six Sigma help us talk the same language, the eight types of waste. Which type of waste is that? Well, understand what you've just told me. I understand that's a type of waste. Now, how do we eliminate it? Well, we use a, a Kaizen or we'll use a Gimba. If you understand what we're talking about, you know what I'm telling is that we're going to go do a project together or we're going to go see it in action and evaluate it together and partner to find the solution. If we're talking about a fishbone diagram or a 5Y, we've defined what that means in our organization and we understand that together of how we work together to design it. I like that. When we understand the roles that each of us play in designing it, in creating it, in developing it, then we can work together rather than arguing over, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that is. If we know these tools, if we have these tools in our tool belt, and then we're talking the same language because the tools have taught us to use that same language, then we are able to function better. And, and I, I think about this as you are walk into a organization and there's signs hung up above the lines and it may identify a line as something is this is our tool line you talk to the workers and they may call it something that's well that's the the beef brisket line uh, there's no beef brisket here yeah but there's this part that's shaped like it and that's why i got the nickname well, we're talking the wrong language i'm not understanding you're not understanding and evidently i love beef brisket because that's the only example I could come up with. <laughs> but hopefully, you've, if you've been around, you understand. If you've ever walked into a new organization, you're trying to learn your way around. Everyone has maybe a different way of saying the same thing. Like, go to this department. Well, what is that department? Well, it's this. Oh, well, no, it's actually th something else. Or that's the so-and-so room. When really it has a whole different title above it. But that's just the nickname they gave it and it stuck. We have to talk the same language for us to gain the understanding to be able to build the systems that we're trying to build in the right way. So it all begins with effective communication. If we're not focused on the same goal, if we're not understanding where we're trying to go and we don't understand the problem because we're fundamentally miscommunicating the problem, we lose immediately. And so communication to me is at the very root of it, one of the first things that we have to think about and one of the very first things that we have to clarify, let's set out the definitions. Let's put out what we're talking about when we say the word quality or when we say the word uh, value stream map. What does that look like? How does it function? And if we can first get the communication, that's what I love about a good training, is that everyone leaves the room and we all have the same definition of the same things right there we have built some some teamwork because we're we're speaking the same language and i think that's fundamental to any good training is that did we at least leave the room talking a similar language humanizing the workplace it is the leading and learning through safety podcast so as we look at how does hr it Safety, how does Lean and Six Sigma really matter to that? And it, we started this conversation in the first half, and this is where I told you we would go for the second half. So, hey, here we are. This second part of the conversation is about how do we make that customer experience even better? One of the items I found that are super is onboarding. If you flowchart, the moment that we 
and let's even take it a step back. And I'm going to use HR as the example here. How do we know to trigger a hire? Okay, someone leaves the company for some reason, or maybe we have a new need within the company. What triggers it? Who needs to approve it? Who sets the salary band? Huh? All that flow. If you have never done it before, and you look at step one, there is an opening. Well, what are the types of openings? Well, there's one or two types of openings. Well, how do you know that you need to fill it? Okay, well, that's another decision point or a time. That's a time point that, that takes a certain amount of time to do it. Okay, how do we post it? How long do we post it before we hire a recruiter? What if it's urgent? Okay, once that, how long does it take to do a drug screen? How long does it take to do a background check? What if they need a DOT background check? How long does that take? Or DOT physical? How long does that take? What is our onboarding? Who needs to meet with this person depending on the level or department of the organization? What kind of training do they need? That's another piece that takes time. And so with that, that's customer experience. Sometimes they just want an employee, but there's a part of compliance and there's part of the system that has some fixed times, but there's some other ones that we can maybe improve the timing by getting people to respond quicker, that we lose time because maybe it's hard to get one part of the system to give us the salary band or to get the right job description, or even the supervisor is unavailable to do the interviews. Well, why is that? How do we improve it? How do we make that better for the team? And that's all part of what we have to do. That's how we create that better customer experience through using Lean and Six Sigma. So maybe we'll talk more about that later. I barely got started, but that's the, the tidbit to think about your process. Hey, I'm excited. I am going to be at the Kentucky Safety Conference in May. I'm going to have a booth there. And I am looking forward to meeting people and, and talking about my leadership company and how it can help you in safety. I'm also going to be at the Tennessee Safety Conference in Nashville in August. I will be there giving a talk about safety as an engagement gateway. Hope you can join me. I think it'll be a fantastic time. And I, uh, if you're in those areas, I think it'll be a fun time to come see me. We can chat. We can have a good time. I'm even thinking about doing a live podcast there. Oh, yeah. So thanks for joining me on this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. And until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.